we want to get down to key insights in a digestible manner in a way that you can fit into your day. You have to have a big toolkit and you got to know when to use certain tools. And if Clay's doing his job, if we're doing our job, you will be highly entertained by the podcast. You'll find people, discover interviews that you never knew about. Now you can follow these people and learn from them. And you're going to add some tools to your toolkit. And if you already have these tools, you're going to sharpen them. Uh, And that's really our goal. And if we can do that, then we're delivering. Welcome to the Growth Equation Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and colleague, Brad Stolberg. Brad, what's going on, my man? Not so much, Steve. Today is a... I'm just laughing because we always get the feedback. I never answer your question, but I'm good. You know, things are things are looking up. So I'm, I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about today. I'm fired up about the Growth Equation. We got big things coming. So life is life is good. Well, today's episode is a special one. It is um, a hinge episode because the Growth Equation podcast is going to be improving a whole lot. Uh, it's going to be changing a little bit. We don't like change, even though my book is called Master of Change. But you also grow from change, and we're also called the Growth Equation. So um, this is a good change that we're all going to um, going to grow from. And we've got a special guest for today's episode who uh, I guess he'll have guest status for a little bit longer. But, um, you know, the plan is for him no longer to be a guest, for him to, to live in the growth equation house, per se. So, Steve, why don't you tell the listeners who's, who's back on the show and we'll, we'll get into it. We got Clay Skipper back on the podcast, who's been on a couple times now. So we're thrilled to welcome you, Clay. What's going on? Glad to be back. No longer a guest, officially a squatter in the Growth Equation house. Uh, Refused to leave, so appreciate you guys inviting me in. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. So I'm going to let Steve tell the background of the story of this podcast and how we got to where we are. And then I'm going to tell the story of how we got to where we are today with Clay here. And then Clay is going to tell a little bit of the story of where we're going. So it's going to be a podcast in three parts, kind of a meta podcast, a podcast about the podcast. Uh, but y'all are going to learn a lot about us, how we develop this. Hopefully, there'll be some insights on how to think about building and creating. And um, we'll go from there. So, Steve, take us back to early 2020, early pandemic. Things are not good. No one's buying any of our books. We're very privileged because we work from home and we can shelter in place and we don't have to go into a uh, job that requires us to be doing essential services. Um, and we're kind of sitting on our hands and I called Steve and Steve, what'd you tell me? Well, let's take it back further than that. I get it. That's the point. 
But I want to set the stage. We're going real behind the scenes here. Real behind the scenes. We don't we don't BS here. Okay. Buckle up. So for years, Brad and I always have these conversations on is there anything else we should be doing? Because our job, we see it as not only to sell books and do all that stuff, which support the work we do, but it's really to get the message out there, you know? And we met on social media, Twitter, everybody. Well, if you're a listener, you know that story. If not, we've told it many times in the podcast. We met on social media to collaborate on books. We were good at, you know, Twitter way back in the day on expanding that. At some point, we said, you know what? We need a newsletter. We need to, you know, get the message out in a way that goes directly to people's inbox. And Brad, almost presciently, had this fear. It's like, what if Twitter just blows up and dies and like turns off before our next book? We're going to be done for. It wasn't a fear. I can tell you exactly when this happened. I was reading some of Dan Kahneman's work, and he talked about this notion of the pre-mortem, which is essentially, like, everyone does a post-mortem, right? Like, the thing goes terribly, and you do a post-mortem. What went wrong? And Kahneman and his colleagues said, actually, like, we shouldn't be doing a post-mortem. We should be doing a pre-mortem to get ahead of the thing that's going to go wrong. So this was before peak performance came out, way back in the day. Our entire platform was on Twitter, and we did the pre-mortem. We're like, peak performance came out, and the book completely flopped. We sold no copies. No one even knew about it. What went wrong? And the first thing that we identified was like the Twitter server went down. And we're like, well, that's a real big problem. Like we can't just be so dependent on Twitter. And that was the start of the Growth Equation newsletter. That was the start. And the newsletter came about. We were both were both writers. We enjoyed that. It went through some iterations until it got to its current format. But I kid you not, before every book, Brad would be like, what are we going to do if Twitter just blows up? This is just going to ruin everything. And every time I'd be like, I think we're going to be okay, Brad. Until most recently, it it finally has kind of come true. So thank you, Mr. Musk, for finally confirming Brad's, you know, fear pre-mortem after years and years and years, almost a decade. So anyways, during that time period, so we start the newsletter before peak performance. Peak performance, I think, came out in 2017 or or thereabouts. So newsletter was started before then. And, you know, I'd done podcasts in the running sphere and kind of, you know, explored that a little bit and threw my hat in there. And Brad and I would you know, occasionally have that discussion, but just kind of throw it off because Brad was like, I'm not doing a podcast. I don't want to be that guy. And then, you know, our wonderful CEO of the growth equation, Chris Douglas, just started pushing, just started nudging a little bit. Maybe 2018, late 2018, early 2019, just just nudge. How about a podcast, guys? How about a podcast? Brad's like, I'm not sitting down in front of a a mic and and saying stuff. Like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then, like everybody in the world, when the pandemic hit, we decided to start a podcast because we're all sitting at home. Um, And as Brad said, we had the good fortune to have the time and energy and be able to work from home. So we started the podcast. You know, Brad's inclination at first was like, okay, I'll do it. 
as long as it's fun, interesting, and, you know, honestly, behind the scenes doesn't take days and days and days of prep work. So be prepared enough to talk about something that we know well and can, you know, chat. And it became kind of a, you know, a little bit of the inside uh, ball game on on how Brad and I actually interact and how we actually discuss things. So that that was the podcast origin. But like in Brad and I's relationship, my job is to just throw things at the wall and start things and not really care much about the quality in terms of the production value or let's be honest, the preparation. So if you see any typos in the newsletter, that's me. Um, because that's who I am. I, 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 I get stuff done, but you know, the, the fine details, eh, we'll leave it for someone else. But over time, do, Brad, do hard things. Just don't do the them too. <laughs> so, yes. Do hard do things, hard things don't but do don't them. do them too well. Right. It's a, it's a good thing that, that, that Steve's message isn't popular with like the, um, the airline maintenance union. <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta you, you gotta know your strengths, man. You gotta know your strengths. That's not mine. So we just get stuff done, but not always to a hundred percent. So, anyways, that you know, Brad's always pushing. We need to do this podcast better. We need to take it to the next level. You know, I think I acquiesced a little bit and said, "Okay, we'll finally get an editor." After me half-assing editing for a while. Did you and, even edit the pod, the first hundred episodes? I know you told me that you were editing them, but were you really editing them, or were you just absolutely. telling me you were editing absolutely. them? Absolutely, i i took all I took out all your mic issues and you know random movements of the of the you know noises and stuff like that. All right, I'm 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 competent to get us to you know out of an F and into a D plus C minus. So. That if you go if, if you go look back at the early reviews, there's a couple of reviews that all say like Steve needs to stop eating lunch during the podcast and Brad needs to stop bumping into his microphone. Those were like those are the two thematic patterns of 2020 to 2021 growth equation podcast reviews. Steve, stop eating lunch. Brad, stop bumping into your microphone. I blame Brad for that. He scheduled it during my lunchtime. So what am I supposed to do? I'm a creature of habit. Um, so anyways, we get to the point where it's like, ah, we got to take the podcast to the next game. And then, then that's where Brad eventually has this serendipitous encounter and figures out a solution to Brad and Steve meandering through the podcast world. That's right. So there's this, there's this writer named Clay Skipper who's got a fucking name, Clay Skipper. Let's start there. And, um, you know, he had been reading Clay's stuff in GQ for quite a while. Not so much Clay's sports writing, but his long-form interview and profile writing. Uh, I was like, when I was getting super into George Saunders, you did that interview with Saunders, and I was just like, this is awesome. Uh, Mark Epstein, who's one of my favorite nonfiction writers, going to pieces without falling apart, thoughts without a thinker. You just seem to be like either interviewing and writing those up or profiling people that I found to be really interesting. And and I dug Clay's stuff. And um, for the practice of groundedness, I got a, a call from my publicist saying, hey, this person from GQ wants to interview you about the book. And it was Clay. And I'm like, this is awesome. I really like Clay's stuff. 
So we did that conversation. It went great. We shared so many notes on our favorite books to read and realized that we had a lot of a lot of overlapping books in the the prime real estate space on the bookshelf. So I'm like, all right, this is sweet. That was all over the phone, though. It's peak COVID, so on and so forth. So time passes. I continue to read Clay's stuff. Uh, and then Master of Change comes out. So I, of course, reach out to Clay. And I'm like, hey, I'd love to do another interview. We haven't done it in two years. And I've got a new book. What do you think? And Clay's like, yeah, like, you know, let's do it. I'm down. I'm, send me the book. Hopefully I like it. Uh, and Clay lives in New York. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, this is a cool dude. He's my age. Again, like when someone just has such overlap with your favorite books and you're like a reader, like these are like books that like really rock my soul. I'm like, this, this is probably a good person. Like, you know, that, that's, that's about as much due diligence as I need to do. There's no Sam Bankman freed. I don't read books here. So, um, I suggested to Clay, like, let's try to do this thing in person. And Clay told me he's got some family that lives in North Carolina. So we scheduled the interview uh, this past summer in in Asheville, in my favorite coffee shop, High Five. And um, before the interview, we get to talking. We just like continue to have these these commonalities. I'm like, this Clay's like a really good dude. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, Clay, but before you even started like the formal interview about Master of Change and put on the tape recorder, I was asking you like about your work, and you told me that you don't really like writing. And I'm like, that's interesting because like you do a lot of writing and you're like, yeah, I mean, I do, I have to, it's a part of the job, but you said like, what I really like is interviewing people. And I just jotted that down in my notebook and I'm like, all right, my agenda today, you didn't know this at the time, Clay, but I'm like, my agenda has changed. I am no longer here to give a good interview about master of change for GQ. I am here to poach Clay to take over the growth equation podcast. And seriously, like, like that was my mind. I'm like, so we're just going to get through this interview about Master of Change, and then we're going to keep the broader conversation going. So we do just that. We get through the interview about Master of Change, and um, like all magazines, right, GQ, great institution, unfortunately, they don't have the budget and the bandwidth to keep pieces coming at the clip that they used to. So Clay's telling me, like, yeah, you know, I'm doing contract work, I'm doing freelance work. Uh so on and so forth. And uh, I said, Clay, like, not, not to interview you, but how come you don't just start a podcast? And I'm like, you're not going to start a podcast. You're going to take over ours. But let's start somewhere. Like, let's start there. And Clay's like, oh, that'd be like my dream to like have like a podcast, like an interview podcast and do it really well, so on and so forth. And then like under the coffee table, I'm texting Steve. I'm like, Steve, this is, this is awesome. I think like I found our partner to do it. Because to Steve's point, I think our podcast is fine. And if you're a listener, I appreciate you. And, and, and especially those of you that think it's great, but like we could be better at our podcast. And I understand that part of what makes it so great for some people, and this is not going to go away, is the fact that it isn't really super well produced. And it is kind of like an off-the-cuff conversation. Those will continue to happen. But I just I know when there's something that's good that could be great, and I feel like that's where we're at with the podcast. And Steve and I have the humility to know, like, that's probably not us. Like, it's not going to be us to take this thing from, from good and entertaining to world-class. Um, so I just start courting Clay pretty hard. I'm like, huh, our favorite taco place in Asheville is White Duck. Uh, I think my wife, I'm like, I'm punching way out of my league with Caitlin. 
Like she's she's a banger in all dimensions. So like maybe if she comes out to dinner, Clay will like really think I got this thing figured out. So like, come on, Caitlin, we're going out to dinner with Clay. And uh, we just started talking a little bit about the podcast and Clay's like, you know, I, th- I, th- I think this is interesting. So I finish with Clay in the morning. I send Clay to go on some mountain trail run because I got coaching clients. And then on the way home from the coffee shop, I immediately call Chris and Steve. And I'm like, hey guys, do I have the green light to like push this fairly hard? Here's what's going on. I think there's a window of opportunity. And classic Steve, Steve's just like, shit, if I care. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Steve, green light from Steve. Uh, Chris, thank God for Chris, is all in quality control. He's like, I don't know. Like, you guys are the face. Like, let me look up this clay guy. Uh, he's like, let's just like slow walk it. All right, let's slow walk it. So we go, we get dinner. We spend a lot of more time talking, um, share clay, like where the pod has is gone, where we think it could go. And essentially say like, why don't, why don't you think about getting more involved in our podcast? Uh, and we left it at that. And then we had clay on for episode 182 of the podcast. Um, to be on the other side of the table, not to be hosting or interviewing, but for us to interview Clay about how do you ask great questions? Uh, how do you put together a really good profile? And, um, oh, another thing, right? So in, in this, me interviewing Clay, when Clay thought he was coming to Asheville to interview me, I learned that, and this is all in the podcast again, episode 182, that like instead of going to journalism school, Clay moved down to Mississippi to apprentice with Wright Thompson. Well, Wright Thompson is one of the top five best narrative nonfiction storytellers alive, definitely the best sports writer alive, um, phenomenal conversationalist and talker. Like, Wright Thompson is a god amongst men. Uh, and if Clay, like, lived with this dude and learned so much of the craft from him, I'm like, yeah, this is this is going to be a good fit. This is going to work out. So we have Clay on, and episode 182 is one of our most popular episodes of the year. People love it. Uh, I remember sending Steve, like I'm getting text messages after from people that I don't normally hear from. Like that, that clay guy was awesome. Like what a, what a really good episode. That's when we're like, all right, like let's, let's really do this. So we get into zoom with clay. We introduce him to Chris and, um, we talk about our values at the growth equation and clay's values and what clay is looking to build. And, uh, we essentially say, let's, let's bring you on as a partner in this thing because we have the same values around performance, around wanting to ourselves and to help people get the most out of themselves on the things that they care about most. We care deeply about storytelling, about language, about unpacking concepts, about quality and rigor. And um, what Steve and I feel like we do really well at a world-class level is write books and write write a newsletter. We don't feel like we do this podcast at a world-class level. And Clay's like, hold my beer. Like, put me in, coach. Let's let's do this. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Clay is going to uh, to give us the beer, and we're going to hold the beer. And Clay is going to be playing a much bigger role in the podcast. Now, Steve and I are not going away. Um, I'm going to let Clay talk more about you know how he views this from his perspective and where the podcast is going. But if you're a diehard Brad and Steve fan, God bless your soul. Don't hang up and unsubscribe. We're we're not going anywhere. If you're like, thank God, it's not going to be Brad and Steve. Sorry, uh, but it'll be less Brad and Steve and better Brad and Steve. Um, 
so yeah, I'm sure I'm missing a lot, but but that's the general gist of how we got to here. I, I should say it's going to be better, Brad and Steve, because we're going to be prepared instead of Brad and Steve, you know, signing up every week and being like, ah, what do we need to talk about? So this is why we're taking the podcast to another level. Level we're not going away. Clay is an addition. We're not subtracting. So just to make that clear for the growth equation diehards, we're just up in our game. The podcast, our goal is to take it to the level of our, our books. So that's what we're doing. All right, I'll, I'll turn it over to the man himself, Clay. Okay, well, I have, <clears throat> I have a lot to react to there. So first of all is um, I never said hold my beer. I want to make that clear. Uh, may even occasionally uh, drink beer while doing the podcast. So I don't want to, you know, don't want to say that I'm giving the beer over to you. Two, um, I those are really kind words, and I very much appreciate them. I feel like expectations have been set uh, very high, uh, which is great because I think hopefully we'll meet them. But uh, as you ex- explain in your new book, Master of Change, Brad, expectations can. Uh, can create some unhappiness if reality doesn't match them. So I will say that um, I'm excited. I think we're going to do big things. Uh, I hope you guys like it, but I can promise you at the very least that I will not eat lunch on the podcast or uh, bump into my microphone. So at the very least, we can set the bar there. Um, And then also, I have to do a little bit of revisionist history on Brad's tale of our courtship because he thinks he was courting me but i was actually courting him the whole time and i have the receipts to show it because (laughs) we also met on twitter and um this is our exchange and i want you guys to to listen to this exchange not as uh two writers meeting on twitter but listen to it as two it sounds like two people who are meeting on tinder and exchanging like very awkward uh and insecure text messages to each other so here's how it goes so november of 2022 when did this happen i don't okay yeah i don't remember this so this, was, right, so this is this was after, after you I, interviewed me for groundedness yeah after i interviewed you for groundedness yeah because groundedness you, was 2021 yeah you sent out a tweet that said the holidays are a great time for reading and books are the best here are some of my favorites and it was four photos of your bookshelf and i sent that to you and i said <laughs> eerily similar bookshelves love all the tabs too (laughs) and you responded swipe right yeah you responded i'm not surprised seems like we'd be best intellectual friends if we lived nearby one another prayer hands emoji which that emoji doesn't even make sense that i don't know if you were like uh saying we would be holding hands i'm not quite clear so then I respond, ha ha, yes, this is a great point, exclamation point. <laughs> that was it. And then you messaged me a few months later. And no, you, you messaged me in April of 2023. And you were like, what's the best email for you? And that's how we, we ended up doing practice of groundedness together. But it was like extreme first date change. energy. Master change, sorry. It was extreme first it, date energy. If that doesn't... If remind that me, remind, explain, Brad, remind me the date. The date was November what? That in that email? The email you sent me? Or the original tweet? Yeah. 
The email was April 9th. No, the tweet. Sorry. Oh, the tweet, tweet was November 20th, 2022. Got it. That makes sense. That was the first time I tried MDMA. <laughs> I no, there no. This is this is Brad 101. So it's it's hilarious, but it also doesn't surprise me. This is this is working with Brad. I'm I'm glad you two lovebirds had such a wonderful Twitter DM fest. And it's and I this is why I'm thankful working with Brad because Clay, if you sent me a Twitter DM, it would have been ignored for five months and then eventually returned after I remembered and then mentioned to Brad, oh yeah, that guy DM me. Maybe I should DM DM him back. This is why we work as a team. Well yeah, we'll yeah. see the other thing about you Brad's know, story. That, that's true. The other thing about Brad's story I didn't realize was that Steve, you had such a lukewarm reaction to to Brad wanting to have me on the podcast. Steve has a lukewarm reaction to everything. Last time my brother visited us, uh, we were doing a presentation, and my brother is a physician, and it was a presentation for a bunch of doctors. and In in I'm like Eric, you might as well like zoom into this. You might find it interesting and just make fun of us. And after my brother, who's like the the my best friends. It's why I like Steve, but also the schlubbiest person in America is like, I really like that Steve guy. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And Eric's like, yeah, he just doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. The way he, the way so he it's not a lukewarm reaction to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I take an SSRI. Steve doesn't maybe he needs one. <laughs> Get a little more vigor. <laughs> That's why we work together. You know, someone's got to bring you down a little bit. Someone's got to, you know, level out things and and not be uh not be crazy. So that's why we and respond to things. Someone has to respond. So this is Brad's job. Be overly enthusiastic responding. Well, I just forget. So to get us back on track, where we're going. Um, Although don't lose sight of like the one lesson you guys should learn today if you take anything from this podcast, which is always shoot your shot on Twitter, uh, whether that's to a romantic, someone you're romantically interested in or someone you're intellectually interested in. Because um, you never know. Pre-mortem, pre-mortem, yeah. Not, yeah. pre-mortem is another takeaway. Do the pre-mortem. Yeah. Do the pre-mortem. We would be so screwed if we didn't have our newsletter right now with the state of social media and Twitter or X in particular. But so do the pre-mortem, shoot your shot, shoot your shot while you still can. I mean, Elon, I couldn't have DM'd you in the new world because now unless you pay $8 to the man, you don't get to DM randos and you were a rando. But it's almost like a reverse adverse selection. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of where the podcast is going, I mean, one of the reasons I was so excited to partner with you guys and be part of the growth equation is and Brad, you touched on this a little bit, but it was like I what I was doing at GQ, at least one part of my job at GQ was very much interviewing people, interviewing people who are very much in the same vein of the type of coverage you guys are already doing, right? It's you know, the big umbrella term, which is almost overused so much as to be meaningless, you know, is wellness, but it's well-being, it's like mastery, it's craft, it's excellence, it's habits, it's routines, all the stuff that I'm not saying anything the audience doesn't know because they listen to you, so they know this, but stuff I, the exact same stuff I felt like I was covering at GQ, and so there was just a natural synergy there. Um, and so what we're going to do with the podcast is keep it the same in terms of content. Obviously, you guys will be hearing 
more of my voice and slightly less of Brad and Steve's. So I hope that uh, is somewhat of a welcome change. I hope you don't hate what you're hearing right now. And But we're going to make it a little bit more interview-based. Um, we're, that was primarily what I did at GQ was sort of do long-form interviews. And so we have a whole list of people who we're going to have on. We've already started booking some of those interviews. Um, they won't start going live until January. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, should I, should we give a little taste of the names of who's, who's probably going to come on or should we save that for later? Give a taste. Well, I would say the person I'm most excited that we have um, confirmed her interview is Courtney DeWalter, who is an ultra running phenomenon. Um, if you're not familiar with her, she won three ultra marathons, basically the three biggest ultra marathons uh, this summer over the time, over the course of three months, which nobody had ever run two of those ultra marathons back to back, let alone all three of them and won all three of them. So if you're interested in uh, physical health, mental health, resiliency, mastery, I think that will be an example of the type of people we'll be talking to on the podcast, hopefully. And then in addition to that, we're also going to keep Brad and Steve uh, regularly on. We're going to have roundtables at least every other week. Um, so their presence will certainly still be a huge part of the podcast. And yeah, I think we're just going to deliver something that's hopefully exciting and, and you guys can learn a lot and consistently high quality. That's what we're uh, what we're striving for. Excellence, I guess is what I would say. I just want to point out that the first person Clay mentioned was a runner. So for all my runners and coaches out there, I'm just saying, if that's not the good sign, I don't know what it is. And actually, I know it's a great sign because when Clay came down and we did a little retreat, you know, we went on some great runs. Brad couldn't couldn't have kept up. He wasn't here, but Brad couldn't have kept up because he's, you know, lifting bro now but for all my endurance athletes we're we're adding another one to the queue so that we can hear less of uh less of brad uh lifting you know a couple heavy logs off the ground and and more of uh what it takes to excel in in the actual sport that matters thanks steve and for all for all the the ladies in um big city millennial men I want you to know that when Clay came to Asheville, I'm like, oh, I'll take you to strength ratio. It's like this phenomenal independent gym where I train and I deadlift 500 pounds. Clay's like, actually, like, you think you could recommend a yoga studio? So Clay's just, he's doing it, man. He's, he's a well-rounded geriatric millennial athlete. Um, I think I mean, I- some <laughs> other very... Go ahead, Clay. You can respond if well, you no, like. Well, I was just going to say, my parents are divorced, and I already get enough of this tension in my real life. But it's good to know that I'll be reliving the child stuck in between two parents in the uh, in my podcast life, too. I've, I've, I've been able to wear this hat well, so good to be able to keep uh, using the skills I've learned. Lululemon, if you're out there, we got Clay now, so you know, throw us the money. Um, I, I will say that in terms of format, we thought long and hard about it. And, um, it's going to be, uh, build it as we fly the plane situation, but you have to have a starting point and don't worry, Steve's not doing maintenance on this plane. So it's going to fly. Um, 
a couple of principles. The first is we feel like there doesn't need to be another two to three hour long form conversational podcast. Uh, Rich Roll does that well enough. So what we want to do is we want to get down to key insights in a digestible manner in a way that you can fit into your day, not multiple days. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're huge fans of what Rich Roll does. We just feel like we don't need to do that. It's already being done at a really good level. So each episode is going to be between 45 minutes and an hour. Those are going to be the interview episodes. Then the roundtable episodes with Steve, myself, and Clay, those will be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Uh, those are going to be much more informal. It's going to be things that are on our mind, current events, listener questions. Clay will talk about that a little bit, but we're going to be taking questions from you all, uh, listeners. And then another idea that we're toying with is uh, the coach-up, which will be a 15-minute segment in addition to the main podcast on a separate day, which is just going to be that. It's going to be coaching you all on a tool for mastery, performance, excellence, resilience, mental health, physical health. Because as you all know, we've written about this endlessly. Um, we feel like the best way to come back to our goal, right? Our shared goal, all of us, to get the most out of ourselves on the things that we care most about, you have to have a big toolkit and you got to know when to use certain tools. And if Clay's doing his job, if we're doing our job, you will be highly entertained by the podcast. You'll find people, discover interviews that you never knew about. Now you can follow these people and learn from them. And you're going to add some tools to your toolkit. And if you already have these tools, you're going to sharpen them. Uh, and that's really our goal. And if we can do that, then we're delivering. Yeah, just to say like a little bit more about the origin story behind that is I basically, yeah, I, I often listen to podcasts in short chunks when I'm doing routine tasks, like doing the dishes or brushing my teeth. And I love being able to get like a little learning in that time. And so much like what Brad said, instead of just creating another podcast that um, is solely interview based, I wanted to give you guys, like to give the audience some sort of little nugget that you could take away and then also give you the option of if you want to hear more from that person, we also have this longer version. Um, and then also from Brad and Steve, you're going to get their expertise when we do this thing that we are tentatively calling and I think will be called the coach up. Um, and that will give you another set of tools and allow you to, to tap into their experience. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to set up a Google voicemail. So if you guys want to call in with questions you have, uh, we'll have some more details about that in the coming weeks. But you can leave a voice note and you can actually maybe even potentially hear your voice on the show and you can get Brad and Steve weighing in on that. So I think there's a lot of fun things that are going to come from this. And the overall message I hope is not that the growth equation podcast is changing. Like the things you love about it, they're still going to be there and you're still going to get those. It's just going to be slightly different in a way that hopefully takes away none of the value that's already there and adds some more value um, that it, I think you guys are really going to like. I hope so. Fingers crossed. And I'm, I'm pumped about this for multiple reasons is yes. You know, my reactions are kind of blah to everything, but I actually am <laughs> pumped clay because I think you're get, you're a, you're a phenomenal interviewer. This so, is the most excited Steve's ever been on the podcast. It, it, <laughs> Brad, 
hold up here. Hold up here. Sorry, we just got to go back and correct the record here. You know, our good friend, Mario Frioli. Nicknamed Grumpy Mario. Once, you know, multiple (laughs) times. We love you, Mario. Multiple times (laughs) texted us and said, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, and Steve is enthusiastic out the gate. Like, he asked how you're doing, like, with enthusiasm is pumped. And Brad, you're just so monotone. Like, where's the energy? So I bring the energy, Brad. You know, I'm just I'm just saying, let the record show. Um, but I'm excited not only because, Clay, I think you're going to do a much better job interviewing experts and people who are interesting than Brad or I do, because that's what you've done and that's what you're trained for and you've got that expertise and you're great at it. So we can get those insights. But I'm actually really excited for the roundtable as well, because whenever I've done any speaking, whenever I've done any sort of, you know, uh, conference, everybody always says like, man, the roundtable portion or the Q&A was the best. Maybe that's telling me I should work on my presentation skills. But I, I I think the point of that is that when it's someone else, you know, who gets this stuff like Clay does. He's the he's a growth equation guy. Gets the books, gets the side ideas. He's able to ask Brad and I questions and be able to come out with a conversation where Brad and I just don't go with the like road answer because someone has asked us about resilience or, you know, mastery, you know, a hundred times and we just default toward, okay, I'm gonna talk about this study and this example and then say it. Like, this is what I'm really excited about. And then the reason we don't always get that with Brad and I just going back and forth is because Brad calls me 25 times in the day. So this is just another conversation. So, you know, this will give me something even more to get excited because I get to talk to Brad, but I also have this other person who I haven't talked to 19 times already before we've recorded the podcast. So. Here's another key takeaway. We promised listeners, in addition to, to the story, there's some key takeaways from a, a good friend of the growth equation, someone whose work we really admire, Cal Newport. will be coming back on the podcast with Clay. Uh, Cal, you know, writes, and, and he really put words on this so masterfully that people don't mind like things taking time and not being responded to as long as there's some predictability. So if, if, as long as you say to someone, Hey, like, I'm going to get this back to you by this date and you don't have to worry about it. Like a single response can get rid of the other 25. So Steve, if you were just to respond occasionally working email with Steve, I feel like I'm Pavlov's dog. Intermittent rewards is how I communicate with Steve over email or text. So you send like six messages and you have no idea which one he's going to respond to, but eventually he does. And then you're like, I got to like, I got to hit the slot machine more to get another response from Steve. So Steve, you could solve this problem by just consistently responding. And then I wouldn't have to call you 25 times a day. You know, maybe I'm just- Ask Cal Newport, Cal, computer scientist, Georgetown professor, multiple New York Times bestselling author. Maybe- World without email. This is principle number one. The problem is you took world without email all the way. Cal says we can use less email. Steve says, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to go into my email while I'm eating lunch on my microphone. Yeah, that sounds good. There's a response. Little does he know I'm running around the house. Caitlin, I heard from Steve. He responded. And then nothing, four more emails. Maybe this is just because I'm like the master of the psychology and I'm like, 
man, I got to keep this Brad guy in my pocket. So I'm going to give him little bits that are in- intermittent. So his dopamine goes crazy and just like, you know, can't abandon me for the next book launch. So that's, that's all it is, man. I'm just, I'm just playing you. So uh, I, I just want to let you guys know that the first, uh, the first round table will be uh, mediated by both myself and a marriage counselor. Um, so that Brad and Steve can work out these, these issues. In fact, while we're here right now, let's just, let's, can you guys say one thing you appreciate about the other one? <laughs> Try not to be in incredible amounts of pain you know, when you do it. I, I, what I appreciate about Steve is that he is a hundred percent invested in my success and when I do get through to him, I know he's always there for me. It just takes some effort to get through to him. I appreciate that, Brad. Thanks. No, you I have to appreciate it. something about me. You can't just uh, appreciate that I said something nice about you. It's not how no, it works. No, no, we'll <laughs> leave it there. I'll come back to you and email in six months <laughs> randomly. <laughs> no, um, you know, Brad, uh, in all honesty, is I don't think my career would be where it is without Brad. Because like Brad fills like in a good relationship, like he, he fills the holes and the skills and things that I don't do well and brings those up with me and, and keeps me on target versus if Brad wasn't around, I'd probably just, you know, be at the park running too many miles and then um, have lots of typos in my books because like I just didn't care. See you guys. Wasn't that nice? Did that feel go, good? Yeah, we, 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 like, we like each other, Clay. No, I know. I can tell. It's real love. I can feel the love. There, there's good psychological safety. So, you know, that's the, that's the foundation. The jabs are all, all in good fun and, uh, and all in jest. Um, all right. So, listeners, we laid a lot on you. Uh, we hope that you're here for it. The transition is going to happen slowly over the next couple of months. Uh, Clay is going to be joining more regularly with Steve and I. And then the interview episodes where we will unpack what allows world-class performers across different domains to tick in a way that extracts tools and does it all, not in three hours, but in about an hour. That's going to start up in January. Uh, there might be some other small changes to the podcast, to the logo, to the music, to that sort of thing, all in the name of making it better. Uh, from a technology standpoint, we got to look into this, but we're 99.99% sure nothing changes for you. You're subscribed. You just say subscribe. It's going to hit your inbox, hit your app as always. Steve, am I missing anything that folks need to know? Clay's a 257 marathoner. That's important to Steve. 258. You got to get the sub three. 258. All right. 258. Another sub three marathoner. The growth equation team just got faster. That's what he can carry me literally. He can just put me on his back and go 258. <laughs> so, no, we're uh, good. And I must I must say I I I've, I've got to add one thing though is, you know, the best part of Brad is um you know, he's got Caitlin 
And Caitlin is um, the person who has kept probably the growth equation from going off the rails with her lawyer skills and also comes in handy is without Caitlin, I'd probably be exhausted and falling asleep because what does she do? She tells me all the great things to get for a baby, including this like marshmallow suit that has a uh, magic Merlin. Our- yeah. Magic Merlin. Magic that, that's Merlin. changed our life. Like literally she, our, our daughter now sleeps. So can you say more about what this marshmallow suit does and looks like just google it magic merlin i mean it's basically like if you think of like a winter puffy coat it it's like that but keeps them like arms out like legs out like michelin man style so they can't like flail around and because they can't flail around they stay asleep it's 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 just it's a straight jacket and it's just like a very well-branded straight jacket so straight jacket with like some unicorns and rainbows on it. So you feel good putting it on your child, but it locks them into position and then they sleep. But so if anyone wants to get mad at me for using a straight jacket, it's Caitlin's fault. Just throwing that out there, but it works. So I've got no complaints. Steve, did you tell me the other day that Hazley does not sleep in the car? No, everybody, everybody says babies. Everyone's like, Oh, just go drive them around in a car. I said, Okay. And it's like nonstop, like rage, like it's it's Jack Jack from The Incredibles, just transforms into raging full time. And we've done many car trips, two hour car trips, and it's raging for two hours. There's no settling. Wow, what kind of genetics did you give to Hazley, Steve? Fast runner genetics. That's, <laughs> She's that's like, what? Get, get me out of this car and let me just run. <laughs> ready to run. I mean. <laughs> We know That's my it. running background. My wife is a, was an all-American distance runner, so she's ready, man. She just needs to learn how to do it, and then it's then it's off to the races. Yeah, we got to well, get we got to get Hazley in uh, some track spikes. We'll have her. Uh, we'll have her race Brad at next year's Growth Equation Combine that we're that we've been talking about. <laughs> Another idea coming down the pipeline. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know how I'd fare against one-year-old Hazley. <laughs> I think I'd be in trouble. Theo, my six-year-old, who's not, who's got my genetics, so they're not great from running. He already whoops me in any kind of race. So, how, how's that sitting uh, with you, Clay? Do we miss? Do we? Oh, it's sitting. It's sitting great. It it it's sitting great. I did get him in basketball the other day, twenty to seventeen. I hit a three-pointer with seventeen nice. all. Got him. Nice. Got him. Got him on the ropes, and then buried him with the three. Um, but it was a really proud moment because we're, we're working on winning and losing. And after the game, Theo came up to me and he said, you know, dad, I'm a teensy bit happy and I'm a teensy bit sad. And I said, why? And he said, well, I'm a teensy bit sad because you made that last shot and I lost. And I'm a teensy bit happy because I tried my hardest and I had fun. And, uh, I was like, wow, come on, let's go write the book on parenting. Uh, just like stop while I'm ahead. (laughs) Um, so yeah, no, I, I, uh, well, that's a whole other story. We've developed rules for our games of basketball where given the set of rules that we have, I play as hard as I can within those rules and all the games come down to the wire and are very close. And, um, he knows he's already smart enough. Like if I let him win, he knows, and that pisses him off even more. So we just, we play for blood. Nice. Best way to do it. Not actual blood, but yeah. That's right. 
Um, Clay, did we miss anything from your end or your perspective? No, I think I would just say like to, you know, the community you guys have created is another, another reason I was excited to join you guys. And so I want, and again, we'll give you some more details on, we'll be setting up the Google voice and we'll set up probably an email, but like, I want the listeners, I want you guys to feel like you can reach me. Right. And like, if I want the show to feel like it's a reflection, not only of my curiosity and Brad and Steve's curiosities, but also your guys' curiosity. So I want to hear from you questions you have for Brad and Steve, or just more generally that we can maybe tackle on the show. Um, people you, you think that we should talk to books, you're interested in any of that stuff, any of that feedback, I'm going to be really eager to, to hear from you guys. So I want you to feel like you're a part of this, hopefully like campfire that, that I'm hoping to create, um, that has already been created and that I'm hoping to continue to grow. Love it. Well, with that listeners, thank you. Uh, we're super excited about this. We hope that you are too. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode of The Growth Equation, like always, on Wednesday morning. And um, heading into the new year, you'll get to hear a better version of Brad and Steve play and some phenomenal guests, some coach-ups. Uh, it's all going in a great direction. We're stoked. We're thrilled to have you all come along for the ride. And uh, with that, be well, and we'll catch you next week. Next week.